You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel weird. Let me offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Rachel. I'm Alexa. And we are just so happy you are here. We are batch recording right now. So if we say stuff and you're like, when you listen to this, you're like, that was forever ago. Why are you talking about this? It's because our dates <laughs> are all messed up and it's just too hard to like really think about it. So we're just going to talk about whatever we want to. And you know, you just play catch up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one shouldn't come out. Um, it should come out soon, though. Soonish. I know. This one. But, like, I wanted to talk about something, like, pre-Christmas, and this will come out after Christmas, right? Oh, um, yeah. I think you're right. It will come out right after Christmas. Yeah. Yep. So, when you're listening to this, Merry Christmas, because Christmas just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's would be a better... <laughs> I think it comes out right before New Year's. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever, you know, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share something with you guys because I hate jean shopping. Okay. Let me just preface it with that. I hate jean shopping. I hate it so much. Jean shopping makes me cry like every time. And I know you're thinking that's dramatic. Yeah, it is. But also... It's just like I've never had good luck with jeans fitting perfectly from like any specific company. Like in high school, my favorite jeans that fit me well were Hollister because I could buy like a shorter length and they fit me really well. And I wore a size, what, like three because it's teen sizing. A size three isn't a real size once you're a woman. That doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I remember just like going around Christmas time and stocking up on Hollister jeans because they'd be on sale. And my parents would be like, you love labels. And I'm like, I do. Buy me six pairs of Hollister jeans. Anyways, um, (laughs) as an adult, I've tried multiple types of jeans and I haven't had a lot of luck. I have two pairs of Madewell jeans that I like really like, but they're high-waisted and they're like an inch too tall for my waist because I am short and my waist is very like not my waist my torso is like one inch long so yeah (laughs) anyways so I had okay luck with the Madewell jeans but they they just like they fit nice enough they they look great they're just like skinny jeans but they were like too long and I always had to cuff them I couldn't wear my jeans not cuffed And when I sat down, it tried to break my ribs because they were too tall. Mm. So I've been on the hunt since I had Forrest, just like online shopping, because obviously I'm not going to stores right now or like not jean shopping right now. And I found these jeans from The Gap and they're called the cigarette jeans. So they're like not straight leg, but they're tapered. So they're not skinny, but... So it's like, it's nice because they're like not too loose on your knee. They start to taper like at your like lower thigh. They taper a little, but then the ankle is still like wide or like a straight, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And so like, in my opinion, like the perfect mom jean looking jean, but they have stretch to them because I can't wear like a vintage denim 
like a 90s denim if I could yeah. I would but I just they don't make a size that exists for my body type in that yeah yeah so my mom bought me these for Christmas but had them delivered to my house so I could try them on in case I needed to and exchange the size so I got them this morning I tried them on and I am in love they're like the perfect mom jean because they have what's called not every pair of the cigarette jean but these ones have what's called a secret smoothing pocket and that like holds in your mom tummy just like really nice so I just think if you want a jean for your mom tummy you are not like ridiculously petite and straight up and down like if you can wear not stretch jeans that's awesome you totally should but if you need a little bit of stretch but you still want that like 90s denim look of like the straight leg you know what I'm talking about kind of yeah they make your butt look yeah. really nice and they have that secret smoothing pocket and I'm so excited I'm gonna probably wear them every day of my life now I mean when I'm wearing jeans I'm so excited for you because, yeah, jean shopping is horrible. And it always, like, I don't know, whenever I buy a brand that I like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back and buy the same same ones. They either don't have them or the brand itself has gone so downhill. And I don't know. It's like, oh, it was super popular. So then they started being cheap on their product. Yeah. Um, which I run into Target. Like, I run into Target, a brand, like, stuff like that. It's like the first product that's out on the shelf is like really awesome. And I'm like, oh yeah, these are great. And then I go back once they have holes in them, I like go back and I'm like, okay, I need more of them. And then I buy the second version and it's just awful. It's awful. And so I haven't been able to find a jean that I really like. So they're either too short, too long. Um, so I buy the long ones and then hem them, but then... Sometimes that also what I'm running into is that to find a jean, like a good jean without holes in them, is really difficult too. It's really hard. I don't hard. necessarily like holes yeah. in all my pairs of jeans. Like I like one pair of jeans that has holes in it. And then all my other jeans, like I want to be able to go on a date with or whatever and dress up with. And um, yeah, it is hard. So... I'll have to try these out. So these, I bought them in petite sizing personally because that has to do with length, not with size. So like a six petite or a six non-petite, it fits the same in like the waist and the thigh and all that, but the yeah. lengths hit differently. So for example, petite makes the waist be like a little bit shorter and it makes the length of the pant leg itself be shorter, which is awesome because these are a crop. And if I buy a crop in regular length, they're just a long pant. So right. I got yeah, exactly. I got the petite. So they're like a perfect like ankle crop, which is what I wanted. And I mean, you could get them not in a not cropped style, of course. This is just what I preferred. But I really, I really like them. And I don't have any jeans without holes, like you were saying. Both my Madewell jeans, I bought the same pant, one in black and one in just a jean color. And I yeah. really like them with holes, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, what if I don't want to wear holy pants? Like, I wear those jeans sometimes to church, and then I'm wearing black ripped jeans to church, which, like, I don't really care about, but every once in a while, it'd be nice to have, like, a nice pair of jeans, you know what I mean? Like, a nice yeah. jeans with yeah. no holes would be really, really cool. But one last thing about jeans I want to say, yeah, <laughs> because you said you buy your jeans at Target, and I... <laughs> would say for me personally 
I like to invest a little bit more money in a jean because I'll wear the same pair for like four years as long as my body fits in them, basically. Yeah. But I wait for sales. So like Madewell and Gap, both of their jeans are more expensive. So if you can go into the store and try them on, you can buy jeans in your size secondhand. Like on, I use this app called Mercari sometimes. And that's where I bought a pair of Madewell jeans. They were brand new, but I got them for cheaper in my size, like never worn tags on. So you can do that or you can wait till a sale comes and just like buy them online. Cause that's what I did with these. I got them, my mom and I got them on Black Friday because it's pricey, you know, for sure. But yeah, if you pay a little bit more, I think they will last better. Cause I don't like it when the same day I wear my pants, they stretch out. That is gross. Yes. Then you have to dry your jeans every day. Gross. Anyways. So, and I used to like, I used to spend money on jeans. But once I started having kids, I'm like... You fluctuate too much. I fluctuate yeah. so much. Yeah. I'm constantly buying new pairs of jeans be- to fit. Okay, either I lost 10 pounds or I gained 5 pounds or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I just buy them too often that I'm like... Ugh. Like, I have a whole box in my closet of, like, different sizes. No, I get I get <laughs> it's that. It's really sad. No, it's not. It's not. <sighs> because I... The jeans that I was wearing from Madewell, they fit like I could get them on but they weren't that comfortable because they were a little small for me still because I'm six months postpartum and so I bought these jeans two sizes up the ones I just got um and luckily they're like have more stretch so even I feel like if I do like can lose weight um they'll fit nicely and it won't be like huge but I think like at the end of the day too like it makes it made me sad to stuff my postpartum body into jeans that were like obviously too small but I was being like cheap and not wanting to buy something else so like at the end of the day if you need to obviously buy a pair of pants so that you have a pair of pants that fits your body obviously you should do that I guess I'm just saying like more like when you're not when like don't buy like don't buy an expensive pair of pants when you just had a baby and then don't buy a pair of pants expensive pair of pants right before you are planning to get pregnant because I did that too so that was a bummer Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you just like hope for like a full year that someday you'll fit those pants again. And then if you don't, you're sad. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's oh man. That's but all no, I thanks to for say thanks for sharing. I'm gonna have jeans. to look into those. Yes, I will send you a link yeah. if you want. And anybody, if you want the link, email us and I'll send you a, li- a direct link to the pair I got. Cause why not, right? Yeah. Help moms out. <laughs> we could even, we could, yeah, we could even add a link into like our profile or something onto our link tree or something like that. Yeah, true. So. We'll, we'll have a link somewhere. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Somewhere. Cool. Well, I am down to hop into the topic then if you are. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Okay. So we got a message from a friend um, who listens to the podcast and she had mentioned hey, you guys should uh, reflect back on 2020 and how your New Year's, like we had New Year's resolution. It wasn't resolution. It was like New Year's words that we na- we named the year um, with. And she says, you should reflect back and see if, if, your, if your 2020 year actually matched your word, like 2020 goals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, we were like, that's a really great idea. Let's hop on and do that really quick. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, so I'm excited. I think that Rachel can start because I had to listen back to the episode to be like, oh, my gosh, because she had mentioned in the message that uh, what my word was. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. And so we, I listened back to the episode to make sure, like, what did we talk about? Um, and so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So I listened back to it, too. And I had 100% forgotten what I said my word was, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, which my word was balance. My word for 2020 was balance. And uh, that's just like, so, so Alexa chose, did you say your word yet? Or are you no. saving it? Cause I can talk oh, about yeah, it. It doesn't first. matter. It doesn't matter. Oh. You can talk about it. Well, I'm going to let Alexa talk about her own word, but I'm just going to say that like her word was like very powerful and my word was balance. And it's not that balance <laughs> isn't very important or powerful, but it's just that that's what I really needed. That's what I was striving for. And I don't know if I could say I've achieved full balance in my life. You know, I, I definitely haven't. But I think the fact that like... um. I had a baby, <laughs> so I had a baby in 2020, yeah. and so now I have two kids, and I I run a few businesses um, part-time out of my home, like via social media and stuff. I have the podcast with Alexa, and if you would have asked me a year ago, like, how would you be handling two kids and actually, like, putting time and effort into a few of these different businesses, I probably would have just went and hid in my bed because at that point I was just really struggling to even like fathom how I would ever find any sort of balance, make time for anything in my life that was important to me, which includes my children, my husband, you know, myself, my businesses, my friends, my family. Um, I would have been running away. And, and if you ask Alexa, um, that year was really hard for even us, like as business partners, because, I would become overwhelmed so easily. She had to basically walk on eggshells when bringing a new idea to me because she knew like if it was too, like if it seemed like too much to me, I would shut down altogether and I would do nothing. I was just responding very badly to things because I was very overwhelmed. And I actually feel very proud of myself thinking back now or to where I am right now because no, I haven't achieved full balance. No, I I don't. It's not like I never get overwhelmed, but I have two kids and I sometimes take care of myself (laughs) like all moms do. I do my, I do my best. I'm still actively doing a little bit of work for each of my businesses and working on like special projects with Alexa for our business. And, you know, spending time with my babies and I have a lot of things I want to work on for sure, but I'm actually proud remembering how I was back then, how easily I was overwhelmed enough to shut down completely. Um, and I'm not doing that right now. And I think that's really amazing. So not perfect by any means, but still proud of myself and, um, can only hope that the Lord continues to grow me and stretch me. And I think that that hard season really stretched me and helped me grow so that as I come into like harder seasons, quote unquote, where I have so much more on my plate, I can live through it (laughs) because I wasn't sure I would. And I just think it's really cool how he uses those really hard times to stretch you 
because if you're not like getting uncomfortable and having hard times to stretch you, you don't get to grow. And he has a plan through those seasons, you know? So um, yeah. I just want to give him praise for working on me in that way. And then just, you know, praise to myself as well for, you know, chugging along. And uh, obviously just thanks to my friends and family who, you know, support me and love me through even my hard parts. And I love you all. And I'm happy that you guys get to continue to uh, watch me blossom, I guess. Hopefully I'll be like a fully grown functioning adult someday. That would be really cool. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I love how you ended with that. I was like, oh, and then, uh, you are a, a full, a full adult already, Rachel. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I feel yeah. like once I'm like 45, I'm going to look back and be like, remember when I was 24? What an idiot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. No. And I have been so, so proud of you. Even the, like the last month. I'm like, oh, did Rachel finish that? And I and I didn't have to even touch it. I was like, what? Did Rachel did did Rachel just do that? That's amazing. And then some of the things that we talked about on the phone, you're like, well, I'm considering this and I'm considering that. And um, yeah, and like you said, you don't just like go and hide whenever I bring up something now. And it's like, it's really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. And I think. It, but I think you are in this really tough season. Like, I don't know if I would be where you're at. Like, when when I was, when I had two kids. Like, when I just had two kids. You know, I think, like, you're even farther ahead of me at the, the age, like, the time. I don't know. I'm trying the to season. say this and I'm trying to find the, the word. Season. Yeah, yeah, like, you're, the season that you're in right now, if I was back in that season, I don't think I would be where you're at. I think I would be super overwhelmed, and I think I would be, you know, not balancing things the way that you're balancing things. So I think I think that's really great. Well, thank you. And thank you for, yeah. you know, being patient and believing in me and not, you know, running away from me when stuff gets hard. And I know, like... I guess the podcast isn't the perfect time to say like mushy stuff to you because maybe it will make people uncomfortable. (laughs) But like you have, you've pulled our team, you've carried the team a lot when I had really hard seasons. And so I just like to be able to show you that like, hey, I am doing okay. And I want to like hold my own and help when I can, because, you know, it's a team, it's a team team it's a partnership it's a partnership so yeah I just want you to feel like valued in that like also it's not like you have to carry the team forever I'm but I'm glad that you were willing to do that when it was like that because otherwise I wouldn't have made it this far so that's really that means a lot so I appreciate that yeah yeah of course Uh, well and I mean I mean again like I just knew the season that you were in and I knew I wanted to start a partnership with you even though you were in that season because I can see like you do have drive and you do have like you do strive for things and you do really well like with your photography it's like just amazing to see how you like you valued that and then you like went for it and you did really well and um, I was like I think that that's a great partner to have you know and so I knew that that would come back you know with like once you weren't as overwhelmed um, into our business you know so yeah yeah so so yeah just... and it's been fun like we said it's like in the last episode was it the last episode or the episode before like it's just it's a fun way to 
keep our friendship alive too. So yeah, I agree. I agree. But I hope that I can just continue to like make space for like what's important. And I think that's the biggest thing is being okay. If one of the things like drags behind a little when something else becomes more of a priority and like I've learned to be like, okay, like you don't have to be full time. Every business that you do put 20 hours into it each week and be with your kids and your husband. It's like, you know, just deciding like what's important in this season and, you know, putting a little bit of effort into everything, but some things get more at different times and I'm okay with that now. So that makes a difference too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think like, well, (laughs) and don't feel bad that like my word was like so profound and your word was balance because at least you like accomplished your word. Um, I feel like I picked such a big word and then I even forgot about it. So <laughs> I forgot about mine, so it's okay. I feel like I feel like, oh man, I'm a failure. No. But um no. isn't that the same thing? It's like that's why you shouldn't be doing like New Year's resolutions and things like that. It's like after month one it's you quit it's it. kind of forgotten, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so But I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, when I thought of legacy, there was a few things that I started with my kids. Like, um, I wanted them to really get into the things that I thought would impact their lives the most, like learning music, um, learning Spanish, things that like I knew would affect their lives. Yeah. And then as the year went on, it was really, really hard to interest them in things that they weren't interested in yet, you know? And so I kind of put things on hold. Um, I continued to do piano on my own. And then once I got to like a two-handed piece, I was like, okay, I'm out. (gasps) I did that too. I did that when I was learning (laughs) piano too. That's so funny. It's so hard. And I think I might, like, I'm still on track to making sure that they're learning these things because since we homeschool, like I can prioritize these things again. And so we have music lessons on um, the calendar already with a teacher in January. Awesome. So like I am preparing, um, I'm preparing things for my kids. Um, but once Corona started, um, all the public school kids were out of school and would interrupt our school day, like from minute one. Yeah. It was really hard for my son to concentrate uh, throughout the day when he knew his friends were waiting outside for him. So we kind of put a big hold on school, and I had to really reflect back on, not my word, because I hadn't even remembered what my word was anymore, but um, I really reflected on, like, okay, what's important? I don't want to be stressing my son out to learn if he's not actually learning, if I'm just stressing him out, and then he's not actually there so I had to um, reevaluate this year on just what's what's priority, I guess. Well, you know, and um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I so you think like, okay, you didn't. Um, did you ever say what your word is yet? By the way. Yeah, I said legacy. Oh, okay, My word good. Is legacy. Okay. Um, you never. You said you failed preparing that word okay so that word is a very big word it's not like in one year's time you could have prepared your entire future legacy for your children but I will say that I've noticed a lot of legacy like things that you've done in the past year so you say like you shifted 
your mindset on schooling. But I think like you've taken leaps and bounds in your schooling in the past year where you kind of like reframed your whole intention with how you were going to school your children and what your goals are with that. And because I know we've had tons of good talks about school and like goals for school for our kids and, you know, things we agree on, things we disagree on and just a lot of cool stuff with um, raising your children. And also you guys made a big move. You like you're working towards getting Lael out of the Marine Corps. And so you are taking steps towards like creating that legacy, which is going to be, you know, raising your children for like to be passionate Jesus followers and to be just like family people, you know, family oriented people who love to learn and who love to like spend time together and who are curious and, you know, um, brave and kind. And I just think the steps you've taken, even if they don't seem like, okay, well, obviously in one year I've created an entire legacy for my family, you've taken steps towards creating a legacy for your family. So I think you have, have made your word happen in my opinion. Yeah. No, and I agree. I think that's kind of where my thought process was going because I think, like, even though I had to reevaluate school, like, we are in a better place now with school. Um, Eric wants to learn. He wakes up and he asks to do school, um, even though he knows his friends are still outside because we have new neighbor friends. And, um, and that's like a, a win. That's a win, you know? And yeah, even with parenting, I mean, we've reevaluated parenting this year just with issues that we've had with Eric. Um, we had to, I mean, I don't know if I should put this on the podcast, but we used to spank occasionally. And that was something that we were, I think, I mean, I'm not against spanking. Um, I know a lot of people are. But that's something that I think, you know, could work. But we had to reevaluate because it wasn't working. It was something that we, um, I think we had this idea from like a biblical standpoint yeah. that, well, we're, we should be spanking. Yeah. And, um, and we only did it occasionally. It wasn't like something that we did all the time because we didn't think that every single thing warranted a spanking. Yeah. But when it did, we didn't think that it was working for one of our children, um, Eric. So we had to even reevaluate that. Like, what are we doing with parenting and what are we leaving him with? You know, we, we don't want him to grow up resenting us. We want him to understand what his punishment is, why we're disciplining him. And um, so we've even reframed that. And I think we're in a really, really, really good place of when he gets punished, he understands what's going on um, to the extent that he's, like, able to change and grow. Yeah. And so, um, and my other two kids are a lot easier. Like, they never get disciplined. (laughs) So, um, because they don't need it. But it was, Eric was our main person. And we have, like, just over the years been going back and forth. Like, is this working? Is that working? Does this work? Does that work? Yeah. And we finally just found something that we're like, okay, we think he, there's a couple things that he struggles with, um, like ADD being one of them. And I think, you know, it's led us to like lots of really great conversations and really great parenting changes. Yeah. And so, um, again, not that we're against parent, uh, spanking, but like, 
it's it didn't work for him that you know when your son looks at you and says by the way that didn't hurt so and you're just like <laughs> you're like okay we're gonna reevaluate because I'm not gonna go back and like spank you because that wasn't the intention to like it's not to break him. beat you into the ground yes, yeah. yeah I'm not there to do that I'm there to say okay you had this. And that, that's what we learned, too. It's like you sit with them. You don't do it in anger. You sit with them and you go, okay, this is what you did. This is your consequence. Um, because, you know, in the real wor- world, you're going to have consequences for your actions. Yeah. And if you say things like that to people, they're probably just going to punch you in the face. But we won't punch you in the face. So, um, so things like this, you know, it's like a learning thing. Yeah. But, yeah, if he, if he sits there after everything and is like, yeah, by the way, you know. And it's just a really stubborn heart. And it's like, how do we get through that stubborn heart and really speak to his heart? And it wasn't spanking yeah. for him. So, And I, I actually, I'd love to talk to you about this a little bit more like off the podcast because I don't want to go like, I think some of this will be more personal because of our parenting styles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I resonate with that a lot because I, um, yeah, I just think Eric and like, I think Roland is very similar to Eric, honestly. Like, yeah, and I, think so. I have experienced similar things where it's just like, we constantly reevaluate our, our partnership. Wow. Not that our parent, like how we parent and yeah, we've, cause we went like full positive parenting and then we were like, okay, that doesn't really work for him. And then we kind of, yeah. like, yeah. we kind of have found a balance now and it's just, I, the more like we learn and we discuss, I feel like it's grown Luke and I so much as people, as parents, because same thing, like when we were first parents, I like just thought like, okay, well, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. And then I would see how the response would be to that. And it was icky. It made me feel bad. It made Luke feel bad. And, um, it didn't make Roland act any better. So if anything, it made him angry. I saw a lot of bad response from it where now he's hitting and now he's just like stomping and kicking and he's very hurt and angry emotionally. And it was like, ooh, no, I don't think we're going to like, I'm not willing to lose my son's heart because we think this is what other people think we're supposed to do as Christian parents. Um, and so, yeah, we've definitely reevaluated a lot. And um, I just have noticed, like, even, like, if he's having a really hard time with something, just even, like, kind of showing him that, like, we're there, we're available for him. He's allowed to express his emotions to us, even if they're ugly, as long as he's not yeah. hurting us, of course. Um, yeah. I've just experienced it where I have, he's had a really hard time. He's really overwhelmed, overstimulated, who knows what, because he's just... He's a little bit of the hard child, so it's, you know, yeah, it's easy for him to be overstimulated by, like, sound and noise, like, too much television, you know, not enough, like, yeah, um, attention, like, one-on-one attention, and I've, like, just sat and been available for him when he's, like, freaking out, like, losing his mind, yes. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, yes. I'm right here when you need me, I'm right here, like, it's okay, I love you, I'm right here. And he'll, you know, freak out. And then eventually he'll start to slow his breath. And I do a lot of, I've started to do mirroring where I take deep, like visible breaths 
to for him to be able to mirror that on how to calm down and he's very young because he's just starting to like where we can talk to him and he understands that's just happening but like before yeah. he was at that point like the mirroring helped a lot where I could be like taking deep breaths and he would start to take deep breaths and then he would just come and like crumble in my lap because yeah. he needed to feel like I could make space for his feelings and that yeah. he's safe and loved and cared for even if he has hard feelings sometimes and because I have hard feelings and I want people to make space for mine so um that's yeah. not how it is every time that's like on a really good day <laughs> I don't yeah, want to make sure, it seem sure. like I'm so good at um that kind of situation sometimes I react wrong and then I have to be like hey I'm sorry I was really frustrated in that moment um x for xyz and you know will you forgive me but yeah um it's cool it's cool to kind of grow as parents together I think it helps your marriage so much to like be able to talk about your like parenting style and like being open to changing things up for each of your children because each human heart is different so I think that's really cool yeah yeah exactly well yeah that's what makes it interesting it's like okay well what works for Eric doesn't really necessarily work for Angela yeah yeah. So, um, so yeah, when you like when you put um, once Forrest starts growing, I wonder what will work for him. You know, it's like this. You do need that partnership going into parenting because there's no way that I could balance everything by myself. Yeah, no way. I get just it. emotionally. Yeah. So there was that, and then we were full time living um, in a camper, and I think when you think legacy, it's like. Um, having more time for our kids versus cleaning the house, like having less things, um, so that having less things so that, you know, you, you can do more activities kind of thing and you're not spending money on, on things. You're spending money on, on activities together as a family. And so we planned on, you know, continuing that in California, but when we got to California, it was so much money to get into a nice RV park. Um, so we were at like a mediocre RV park and we had to reevaluate because we were like, well, what are the, what's the quality of life we're giving our, our kids? You know, like, are we just going to stand on this, um, ideal of living? Like, oh, well, tiny living is what we want to do. We don't want to have a house. Um, like, are we going to just be stubborn and stand on that? Or are we going to give our kids you know, better quality of life. Um, and so we did decide to do that because our plan was four more years of tiny living. And I think by the end of the two years, we were kind of getting uh, burnt out from it. Um, but we were willing to stick with it because we would save money in California. But um, yeah, we just decided, you know what, saving that money is not going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. We want our kids to have a house, to be comfortable, um, to not have to just play in the street. We want them to have a front yard <laughs> yeah. or a backyard, yeah. you know, whatever. Even for Gunner, like our dog, like we want her to have a yard. She had a hard time coming to California because there was no grass. And so she would hold her Aww. poop yeah. until we would visit my, my parents an hour away. <laughs> so she wouldn't poop for like three days. Aww. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you need to go to the bathroom. And I would constantly be taking her outside and she just wouldn't go and then once she saw my parents grass it was like she wouldn't even make it to the backyard she would just poop right on their front front lawn 
<laughs> and I'm like, this poor dog, man. And so um, we got a, we had to get creative while we were in the campground still. But we did start looking for house. I mean, just for our kids, for our dog, for even for us, there were certain things that we were just missing out on. And we're like, you know what? We're not going to. We're not going to fall on our sword that way. We're not going to be like, well, we talk tiny living up so much. Like, I guess we'll just have to stay in it. No, you can reevaluate your life and figure out, you know, what's best for your family, like over a long period of time. So things change. And um, yeah, we're really enjoying our house. Like it is getting us back into like a good place, I think, like a good place for homeschooling as well, because I have my own homeschool area again. Yeah. And I think that helps me stay a little bit more organized than before because it was really hard to do homeschooling. Like, it, it was, it's easy when you're traveling and you can go on field trips and you can go outside, like, when there's good weather. But with North Carolina, it would rain all the time. We'd be stuck inside and then I'd have to dig through my bench to get my homeschool stuff. And it just, it wasn't a relaxing time. It, w- it didn't make things simple. So I think having a house, having places for everything where you don't have to dig. Yeah. It has really organized my life in a different sort of way and um, and made it more fun for everybody, too, I think. Yeah, I'm so You know, so that it's glad. just convenient. If, if they want to paint, oh, there's all the painting supplies out, right available right away. So. I love that. It's nice. It's nice. So, yeah, I think at first I'm like, oh, man, I failed. But then when I reflect back. And I remember the word legacy. I think, okay, well, I think we did take steps. Like you said, we did take steps to, to build like a good life for our kids. And like, also like in talking with them, like my son, this, this is something I didn't know I'd bring up, but uh, maybe we'll leave it in. But my son, just talking to him about like, and how he's grown and his reasoning and all this. And he asks lots of questions. Sometimes it's annoying, but most of the time it's not. Like most of the time it's not just why, why, why. A lot of the times it's like he wants answers to these questions. And so every day we're able to have, we're able to spend time, like since we homeschool and I don't have like set curriculum, I can really listen to his questions and really dig in and answer his questions. Of course, a big topic this year was creation. Yeah. And another topic this year was COVID, right? And so we were able to really dig into all of it. He argues with his friends a lot. It's really interesting. Um, (laughs) Our neighbors, yeah, our neighbors do not, are not Christians and do not believe what we believe. And um, it's easy for a kid to just kind of be like, just kind of, if someone doesn't agree with them, they're just like, okay, you know, whatever, I you know, or think about things and doubt, doubt things. But I think that we have effectively talked through so many different aspects because I'm like, so he goes, well, why do people think that, you know, we come from, you know, monkeys or why do people think, you know, that we came from nothing? I'm like, okay, so this is what they think. This is, this is their thinking. Well, what do you think about that? Because I'm not brainwashing my child. I honestly tell him everything. And I'm like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Like, because this is what the Bible says and this is what the world says. What do you think about that? And he's able to have conversations and have thoughts and then in turn talk to his friends about, well, this is what the Bible says. And I think it makes more sense that, that we have a creator. Yeah. And that something created us, not that we came from nothing. 
And he, because even his little brain can't fathom that, fathom that I can't fathom that, that we came from nothing. Um, he can't fathom that. And so it's really interesting for him to have conversations with his friends. Um, recent, a recent conversation was, um, that our, I think his neighbors are like either Mormon or Jehovah witness. They believe that Jesus and Satan are brothers what? and, and he was able to have a conversation with them about it. And I'm like, okay. And I feel like if all I did this year was maybe he's not as caught up in math as I wanted him to be. Maybe he isn't reading yet because, you know, he's not, he has this ADD stuff going on and he's not interested in just sitting still. Yeah. And it might just take him a little bit longer because Angela's a little head, more ahead than him on like book work. But if what we did was have really, really good conversations so that he has his own reasoning and he can kind of talk to his friends about, well, that's not true. That's not a thing. Um, then I'm proud. I'm proud of like the legacy that we started this year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. I think that's so, really beautiful. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. At the same time, a little stressful because I'm like, oh man, you really do have to make sure that you ha- you're making time for your kids and for those conversations because if you don't, the world will. Yeah. So I can't um, agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I- <laughs> I couldn't even imagine at his age that coming up and me having an answer for it. Well, I would just be like, you know, I don't know. You know, well, <laughs> so. I, I want to mention like uh, an example of this because my parents were very much like, you come ask us anything and we will answer it. Like no questions asked kind of family. Sure. Which I yeah. really, really valued. Hey guys, it's Rachel. I just wanted to give you a quick PSA that in this next story, I will be using an adult word. So if you have little ears listening with you, you may want to skip ahead or stop, listen with headphones at a later time. Now enjoy the rest of the podcast. So this is a very weird example, but I remember when I was in like middle school, right? There was a song that I heard on the radio and it said the word orgy in it. Okay. Oh, no. And (laughs) I come, I went to my dad and I was like, dad, what's an orgy? And you know what? He told me and he didn't make it weird. He didn't make fun of me or like he wasn't, he didn't act embarrassed. He just was like, oh, this is what it is. Like now, you know, maybe you shouldn't listen to that song, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But he didn't make me feel embarrassed for asking him a question. Like I was embarrassed because of the answer. Obviously I was young and to hear your dad explain that to you is gross. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just thankful. I could only imagine. <laughs> yes. But it was the same. My dad and my mom were the same way. And my stepmom too, where it was just like, I was allowed to ask them questions and they never made me feel weird or embarrassed. And it was like, I just want to be like that for my kids. I want it to be lots of open conversations. And you know what? I would rather tell my kids what an orgy is myself than have them go Google it and watch a video of it. Okay. So yes, I would yes. much rather have like, set it set the tone in my household for very open communication like no no wrong question bad I don't know you know what I mean like what do they say there's no dumb question or something like that because I just I it's my job to steward my children you know yeah if that means we look up stuff together because I don't know the answer then so be it I think that's really cool that you get to do that and that's why I'm so excited for as my kids grow and I get to um experience that as well because if I'm choosing to stay home with them and most likely homeschool I mean I don't know for sure what will end up happening but 
just that's just so special I don't want to miss those moments with my kids if I can yeah. help it so I love that yeah and I mean what you said too it's like another thing that we have been working on is just like my responses because I know like my responses mean everything so like you said when you asked your dad you know this thing he just kind of answered it for you you know yeah and I have been working on that this year it's like I want him to come to me And I think something that I struggle with, not I think, I know, something I struggle with is just my anger. Like, I have a temper. I just instantly can, you know, fly off the handle of, like, what did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) And so I have been really working on that. Not that if he would come to me that I would, like, you know, just fly off the handle randomly. But just in everything, I'm just making sure that, okay, my responses are what he needs so that he continues to come to me, you know? Yeah, And I thought, I don't know, every single thing, I always think I have a handle on it. Like, oh, I'm doing so good and I'm responding so well. And then I look back and I'm like, no, I didn't respond really great at that moment. And I can really work on that. And so that's something that I'm working on is just teaching my kids what I'm working on too. Yeah. Like, okay, just so you know. I'm sorry that I responded that way or I'm sorry that I yelled over that or, you know, whatever. I do appreciate you coming to me or I do want to talk about that. And like they're they're willing to forgive you, you know, so I think kids show us the most grace, like other than Jesus. Of course, I feel like Jesus is use uses our kids to show us like how much grace a person can give because we as parents make mistakes constantly and I don't know like if other moms feel this way but at least for me because I'm the one predominantly with the kids I feel like I make the most mistakes or the most that they get to see so to speak sure yeah so that's like hard sometimes to think about but then they get to give me grace and I get to like thank them for that and I get to continue the open communication like you said by being like hey like I lost my temper I'm sorry I'm I'm working on it or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And you can't, like, it's unrealistic to expect yourself to just, like, instantly be able to, like, be like, okay, now today I can handle my anger. I'm magically no longer right? ever going to get angry. <laughs> that's insane. But yeah. if they see you actively working, and that's the thing, is if you have, use your words. That's, Luke and I were just talking about this over the weekend because I had experiences with people where when they did something wrong, you know, whatever, to me, like, whether they we got in a fight or whatever and instead of coming back and being like hey i'm sorry like are we okay they would either like try to make up for it via actions like mm-hmm. i don't know like buying me something or you know making me my favorite food or something like that and that to me like that doesn't fly with me and it's not that that doesn't fly with right. me but you know what's easier than like going to spend money or going out of your way to do something fancy a simple little hey I'm sorry about that. Are we okay now? That is free and simple and hard. It's hard. Yeah. But be uncomfortable. Like be willing to be uncomfortable and do the hard things, especially when it comes to your children because the parents in my life that were able to just say, hey, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, are we okay? I have better relationships with them now versus the ones that didn't do that. So just something to keep in mind as a parent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And giving back, like giving that back to your kids, like, cause you know, they, they forgive and everything. And then we, you know, we expect them to forgive us. I mean, not expect, but we're thankful that they forgive us. um, If we're, if we 
open up that communication, but I've been learning to just making sure that I'm giving it back. You know, when I give Eric a, a punishment, I have a lot of people saying like, well, you need to stick to every single punishment. Like if you say you're having a timeout, then you need to give him a timeout. And while I agree with consistency, there are there is room for mercy. Always, you know, if he yeah. shows me mercy, I am able to show him mercy. So yeah. just yesterday, I said, that's it. You're having a timeout. He threw a little tantrum. Okay, you're having another one. He, I added up a couple timeouts there in just a minute. And then I said, he was finally sitting in the chair quietly. And I was like, you know what? I kind of understand where he was coming from. And I wouldn't, I would be sitting there kind of thinking, I hate my mom. She's so unreasonable. This is awful. You know, like, I don't know what he was thinking in his head. Yeah. You know, like, oh, she doesn't love me, whatever. Right. So I just went and sat in his time out with him. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, I love you. You know, this is just, you know, lessons that we have to learn. And then I let him get up from his time out early. Yeah. And, you know, we had a great, great day. Yeah. And so... It's, it's one of those things that I'm learning too. It's like, I don't have to be like, I get, we have to be consistent. I get that we have to, you know, do this and do that. And as parents, you know, we're parents, not friends. And there's so much thing, there's so many things that we're balancing, but if they're showing mercy, there's a time for you to show mercy as well. I mean, God shows us mercy. So yeah, just so many things you had brought up the, it was a few weeks ago. You had brought up something. It was this chart for um like mapping out your a family's sin oh Where, was shoot. it you yeah it was what was that called i don't even remember what it's yeah, i don't called know what that was called but it got me thinking because i was like yeah that is true like the sins of the father are the sins of the son you know yeah and as eric grows we see that you know he does have the same like sin issues that i do just those sins being carried on and how do we change them you know and like you said, we can't just wake up one day and, like, not be an angry person or, you know, like, we can't just, like, wake up and, like, completely change. Um, but God can slowly be the change, you know, like, we can be praying, we can be slowly changing, we can be communicating, and then hopefully that leads to, like, a changed hey, sin pattern in our anymore. kids, maybe. Um, that's the hope. But anyway, that was a thought. I couldn't agree more and I think we'll do an episode on that like breakdown someday maybe if I can remember the name of it (laughs) yeah I know that everybody is like posting everything about like how like anything bad happens this year it's like oh well it's 2020 so basically this is the year of all things crap and that actually bums me out a little because 2020 I had my second baby in 2020. I had a wonderful home birth that I'm very thankful for. I'm very proud of myself for. And I've grown a lot as a person. So it's like, yeah, bad things happened this year. Hard things happen. Sad things happen. And I'm not trying to make any of those things sound like smaller or minuscule by any means. But I also refuse to look at this as like the most terrible year of my life because it wasn't. I had my second son. I'm very thankful for that. And so that's why we chose to talk about everything this year the way we did because you know there's enough sadness happening right now and negativity where we just don't want to bring that on here because this is our place we can choose how we discuss things on here I'm just I'm very thankful for 2020 you know I'm very thankful for what happened in my family and my life at the very least so I hope that um, you guys understand that and that you respect that we chose to talk about it this way 
because there were wonderful highlights in it for us and a lot others that we know. Yeah, I just wanted to say that too. This was a long episode and we went over all these different little things. If 2020 hadn't happened the way that it happened, most of these things, I don't think I would have even thought through or I wouldn't have even had time for. The way that 2020 went, it actually benefited us as a family, like emotionally and gave us time I don't know, just more time together. And because it actually had canceled out all of our appointments, all of our appointments, all of our things that we were, we kept life busy with. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember me sharing my calendar. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I shared my calendar before COVID and my calendar after COVID. It was honestly, I mean, I know that there's a lot of heartbreak with like, you know, job loss and all that. But for us, it really slowed down our life in a way that made us reflect more and give us more time together. I'm really thankful for that, actually. So, so that's that. I never, I don't look at 2020 as like this horrible, horrible thing. I look at 2020 in a really different light than a lot of people. And I think since we homeschool, I had the luxury of, of looking at it different, differently too, because it didn't, besides my son wanting to play with his public school friends all the time, besides that aspect, I mean, Nothing it didn't change a lot for us. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't change uh, our lives a whole, whole lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone's had to deal with different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just on a surface level for our family, it's been good. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to bash 2020. I think it, it put everything in a different perspective for me. Yeah, I agree. And I, I want to tread lightly because I know people who've like lost family members and stuff. And so I don't want to make it be like, oh, well, it was great for us, so sorry your dad dies. You know what I mean? That's terrible. But, sure. But... Well, and I want to touch on something, too, because we just had a family member die from COVID. And I don't know. We don't have to keep this in the episode because I know that this is a touchy subject. But I, I want to remind everyone, like, we do not know our death date. So whether it be from COVID or the flu or getting hit by a car we like we really or cancer we don't know when our death date is and i've been so i think when people start talking to me about death i kind of get i mean if you know me at all you know my past and who has died in my life at young ages before and what what people would say is before their time quote unquote before their time yeah and i have learned to realize before covid that it wasn't before their time because god had their time in mind that was their death date whether the world think thinks it was before their time or not it wasn't before god's time i think just reminding people of that like no matter how you view covid or what's happening right now in this world god's don't live control. your life yeah. Yeah. God's in control. Like, don't live your life based off of a fear of like, well, I might die tomorrow. I might die. You really don't know when you're going to die. And it could be from a number of things. Yeah. And you're you're not given a timetable for your life. Like we think, oh, well, I'm going to live 100 years, <laughs> you know, because that's the average life for a, for a person now in America. And it's not. It's 80. I, I was think, like, I don't think it's 100, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like 85. So we kind of expect in our brains to live until 85 right yeah but to kind of just take that away and be like you know what we don't know so let's just make sure that we live every day as our our last day yeah right because yeah we really don't know and it's sad especially in this time to lose loved ones from covid to lose loved ones from cancer to lose loved ones from XYZ. a number of different yeah. things yeah. yeah and it's always going to be before you expect it yeah 
I love that you shared that. I totally agree. And I just want to wrap this up by talking about what we hope to get out of the next year. I kind of have a word, I think. I, I don't know if you want to do words again or not, or if you just want to say like, we're just going to keep chugging along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to share yeah. my word or do you go want... share your word? And then um, I decide. think I might have written something down, but uh, okay. yeah, I just think my word for 2021 is going to be present. Okay. Last, this past year or this current year now for me, but you guys won't hear this until after that. It was balance. And so I worked on finding balance. Great. Now I have a little bit more balance, but I'd like to work on being more present. And that's in a multitude of ways, whether it be when I'm home with the kids, like if I think I need to maybe start like literally putting my phone in the closet for half the day every day and then bringing it out when they're napping or, you know, when they're asleep or just like set myself a few phone hours a day kind of thing, just so that I'm more present during the time that I have with them. And that also means that when my husband first gets home and we're catching up on our day, sometimes I tend to like, I start, um, you know, when people, what's it called when you get home and you need to, a minute, isn't that called, that's called something, but I can't think uh, of the word right now. I don't know. Uh, decompress. It's early decompress. in the morning here. So, yeah. so it's, okay. um, the way that I sometimes decompress when he gets home and he's like with the kids a little bit, I like just like play on my phone because I don't really get to like actually just play on my phone during the day unless I'm like posting right. stuff for work. But I know that bothers him a little because he's like been like hey like I want to talk to you and I'm like I don't want to talk to you I want to play on my phone so (laughs) I of course I do want to talk to him but I think even just like being more present with him during the times where he's trying to make connection with me like being mindful of that I was thinking about using the word abundant but I just don't know if that's my word for the year I think present makes more sense and it's something that will be more easily like I'll be able to strive for more easily so yeah present I think that's my word I like that I like that a lot thank you because I think yeah that transfers to everyone I think yeah you know just being present especially in this time with our phones and our computers and our tvs yeah it is very very hard to be present because our present is online now you know yeah so like being present in, in person in real life with our kids that's really good yeah so two things came to mind for me if that's okay yeah so two words, and again, don't hold me to them because I'm not going to remember them in two months, okay? Exactly. Two words came to mind. So prioritize is one that came to mind, and that came to mind for my husband. I actually had this really weird dream last night, which I'm not going to share, but I had a really weird dream where I actually woke up and I was like, why didn't God put me in an easier marriage? you know, like where a man was nicer, you know, and all that. But that's kind of what I woke up to. I was like these thoughts of like, why? And it wasn't like I was regretting life or anything like that. I mean, stick with me here. It wasn't about that. It was like, I was actually pensively like, oh, why did I have that dream? Like, why, you know, why do I feel this way sometimes? It's probably because I'm just like this really hard person to get along with. So he had to put me with another difficult person, you know? I just kind of had this conversation with God, okay? I was just in prayer, and I was like, okay, so the end result was, no, I didn't give him to you. I gave you to him. So you are his help me. 
and it kind of hit me a little bit. I was like, okay, if I were to think of our marriage in biblical terms on that, I'm his help me and I'm supposed to be here helping him. He's not here helping me, yeah. um, which goes against our culture <laughs> and it goes against my feelings really yeah. because, you know, women are emotional and my feelings matter more than your feelings and you're supposed to treat me this way or I'm not going to treat you that way. It really hit me and I was like, okay, Lord, yeah, checkmate. Okay, because I don't prioritize my husband the way that I need to prioritize my husband. I don't prior prioritize his needs um, the way that I need to prioritize them because I'm waiting for him to prioritize my needs. So I'm thinking, oh, you're a difficult person, so I'm going to be a difficult person. Or I'm going to think about me if you're going to just think about me. We've played that game. I mean, we've gotten, our marriage has gotten better, but over the years... But there's still that game, you know, and I'm just dropping it and I'm like, nope, I'm going to prioritize the things that he needs prioritized. I'm going to make sure that I have dinner ready if I can have dinner ready. I mean, not, granted, not every day is 100%. I can have dinner ready the minute he walks in the door. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to make sure, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I'm prioritizing his needs and I'm being his help me and just prioritizing my husband because I think... You know, my youngest is four now, and so we've had kids for seven years, and I think I've, that's been a really big struggle for me, is to prioritize my husband, because I prioritize my children. Yeah. And as much as I want, I wanted to say, oh, well, I prioritize my husband for sure, I don't think it ever hit me. The way that that dream hit me, and then the way that I my thought process went on that, like, well, why do I always think, oh, well, the grass is greener, and, you know, why do I go through that? And then the Lord just, like, kind of walked me through that thought process, and I was like, okay, I need, yeah, I need to change some things. I love that you shared that, because I know, like, not from necessarily personal experience, but I have a lot of friends who have said, like, you know, once you start watering your own grass, you're like, wow, my grass is pretty nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that is awesome. And and I noticed, like, because, like, you and I talk about this a lot, per, like, behind the scenes, but, like, our marriage is very, yeah. like, reversed, where, like, I'm the Lael in the marriage and Luke's the Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I noticed that, like, even, like, through Luke pouring into me, I am it comes more easily and natural for me to start pouring back into him because of that, which I know isn't really like yeah. fair, but it's like marriages aren't 50, 50 people think marriages are 50, 50. Sometimes yeah. they're 80, 30, you know, yeah. and sometimes other people pick up the slack and then it reverses and it just changes lots and lots. Sometimes they're 50, 50, but we should have a marriage episode soon. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't want to spill all my, marriage yeah. antidotes but I yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you shared that I think that was I think it'll be very um relatable and of value to uh, women who feel the same so yeah well and I think it was always because we did go to counseling I think I've shared that on here we went to counseling this last year I'm not sure if I've shared it or not I think you have but I don't remember exactly I think so I mean because it's not a secret but it is harder to change when you don't have that heart change coming first, you know? So when someone's telling me, okay, we'll practice doing this. Sure, I can. I can grumble about it and drag my feet and change, yeah. you know? Yeah. But when the change comes from my heart and from God speaking to me and being like, do you see? You know, like, do you see where your issues are right here? It's easier to be like, oh, Yeah. I'll do that right now, you yeah, know, because then my yeah. heart's speaking to my brain versus my brain speaking to my heart. It's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it was good. So that happened yesterday. So, like, don't hold me to, like, you know, my life. But it, it's been good to kind of get on a new train of thought for just marriage in general. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd love to have a, a marriage talk more, even with our husbands on board. If our husbands would get on, I, I would actually love that. I know we've always talked about that. I would love that. Um, the, my only thing is then is, like, who's watching the kids? But <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, okay, and then the second word that came to mind was actually just in mind towards my children. Like something that I can help them with is finding joy because I know we have we haven't shared yet. I mean, well, I've shared on my my Instagram about our puppy and how we had our puppy for a week and then our puppy had to be put down at the end of the week. And it was a very sad and we we were able to bury her because of the town that we're in. They were able to give her back to us so that we could bury her. And that was really good closure for my kids. But my kids, I don't know, death, even if it's an animal, death is a really hard thing to kind of go through. But just finding joy, even in those hard moments, because life is hard. And hard things are going to happen and death is going to happen. And so just encouraging my kids to find joy and being happy and like content. So maybe joy and contentment in their life, even when things like this happen. Yeah. And because now my daughter is very sad and you can tell she's like processing it where she has some sort of like emotional mood swings with it. At one moment, she's very sad. She's like, where's my puppy? Like, why did my puppy have to die? And then the next moment, she's like, okay, well, are we going to get a, a new puppy? I really want a new puppy because she, she liked the companionship. It was her puppy. And so I think we're not going to get a new puppy right away. You know, just helping my kids through life, especially during this time and in finding the joy in it and the contentment in it, even if things aren't going as planned, right? Yeah. So, and I think as adults, Lael and I have gone through a lot of hard stuff in our lives that we've been able to find the joy and contentment in our faith and in um, our, the life that God has blessed us with, um, even if it's hard, but with our kids, like they're learning. So that's something that like we're just, we're working on currently. And hopefully by the end of the year, I can say, yeah, we've like, we've leaped and bounded you know, these things. So yeah, wait, but I don't get I missed like what exactly is the word for that? I said joy. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you said joy, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's hard. Like the puppy thing is hard, but I think joy is a good word. So yeah, your word was joy and prioritize. prioritize. That's what it was. Gosh, I forget Mm -hmm. in two seconds, but But it's towards two different and it and it's just family oriented. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy on like, Oh, I have a whole list of New Year's resolutions this year like I did with the legacy. Um, and then I didn't end up finish, finishing them. But no, this is just for attitude and for, yeah, our family, our immediate family, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that. So we got present, prioritize, and joy. I think we should all yeah. – I think I should use your words too. We'll just use each other's words all together. I'm going to use yours too. Yeah, yeah present is, is something that I can really – concentrate on especially since we are me and you personally are are working on business a lot these days yeah like for things that we're going to release and then I have another business partner that we're doing homeschool products um that we're working really hard on on that end and then also me and my husband we're business partners too we're remodeling our rental so that we can you know rent that out and so I feel like I am very stretched thin and I am on my phone too much so 
being present is very important for me as well. Yep. Agreed. We'll call it all three for each of us. And then next year we'll, yeah. s- we'll see how we did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Monique can, Monique can uh, message us again at the end of, of next year. Okay, Monique. <laughs> Except for I Remind feel like us. Our, word is, our words are less impressive, but that's okay. This year? Oh, no. I think they're just more realistic. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. So. What I think would be really fun is for to have like our listeners, like if you guys are enjoying hearing us talk about our words, we would love for you guys to let us know like what your words are, what your goals are, how you reached them, how you didn't. You can obviously email us. You can DM us on Instagram or you know message us on Facebook. Let us know. Or you can even, we had someone recently re- leave a review and like respond to what we were talking about recently. So if you want to leave a review with yeah. what your word is, if we get a bunch of cool ones, I would love to like share some that of the responses we got of what people, yeah, what their words are and what that means to them. Because I think that'd be really yeah. fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's a it's kind of a long one. Apparently, we had a lot to say. So <laughs> I think it was good. I think it was just an unloading of emotions from 2020, and yeah, I think it was good. I agree. I agree. Well, we love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. All that stuff. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Hey, are you guys still there? Don't click out just yet. Alexa and I wanted to share a little bit about a company that we work with and that we love so much. We wanted to share because we know that once you try these products, you're going to fall in love too. We use their products in our homes as replacements for everything from traditional toxic cleaning products to personal care items. We are talking about Young Living. And if you follow us on our personal Instagram pages, you've heard us rave all about Young Living products before, but we can't stop, won't stop. Young Living's motto is seed to seal. We know and trust where our products are sourced, what science goes into producing them, and what standards the final products are held to. They're the only oily company with this promise and with a major focus on sustainably producing quality products. We love knowing that all of our cleaning products, supplements, and scents in our home are safe, not only for us, but especially for our kids. If you ever have any questions regarding Young Living products, please reach out to us. This stuff is our jam. If you were wondering how to buy products, make sure you follow the link in our Instagram profile or email us directly. We would love for you to be part of our team and we look forward to sharing all the knowledge we have gained over the many, many years of being part of the Young Living fam. Shameless plug over. Now head on over to the link in our Instagram profile to learn more about Young Living and to see what we're talking about. Let's ditch and switch those harmful products in our home and get you started on your non-toxic journey ASAP. Boom. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.